right, we are live here on Blab today. How are you? Good, dude. How's it going over there? Well, doing real well, actually. Doing well. Um, I'm just looking at our topics from Basecamp 3 topics today. Um, talked about, the, well, I put up something about talking about doing in-person product demos, and um, you wanted to follow up on some stuff about uh, the clean slate thoughts that we had yesterday about being yeah. on the white account clean. You want to start with that? We can uh, go into the other topic after this. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yesterday we were talking about um, this kind of, I mean, and this is just kind of a realization we had, you know, just to summarize from yesterday. It's like we, we keep getting people who, people write in and want us to kind of reset their, um, man, you've got a head start on props like crazy over me right now. Um, you, uh, you know, people, people write in and they, they, they want to, they fool with a high res account and then they want to reset it, you know, they, or it's an old account and they just want to have a clean slate. They want to keep the domain. They, you know, they want to leave a bunch of information the same, but pieces of it, or even whole account, they just kind of want to nuke, but they don't want to just delete it and then start over. That feels too heavy. But I also feel like there's a, um, we also experience this, uh, I, I see a lot of people kind of go through this with to-do lists and task lists, kind of similar. It's not the same, but it's similar in which there's, there's in their lives, they keep like a master list of things they want to accomplish. Um, but then they usually go to like paper uh, to, to focus on something. They'll create a, a now list or like a, or just a list of like three things or the top five things they want to get done today or this week or soon. And this is what they do constantly. They like, they like trash it and they just start over like tomorrow. It's a new day. And like, I, I don't see, I, I, so I see that behavior on paper and I see a lot of people kind of do this. Uh, I do it myself. My wife does it. I see constantly people using paper to, to, to create these, these temporary objects that they can throw away, but I don't see a lot of, I, I don't see it quite done all that well in a lot of things that focus on to do's and tasks. And I, you know, we, we have this, and I see it in our accounts when we, when we talk to customers at high rise, they have hundreds of tasks that have just built up. And they want to focus on something and, you know, they're left with just trying to delete a bunch of things. Um, they, you know, they ask us to try to bulk delete things. And I feel like what they really want is like a staging area or like a temporary place where they can focus on something and have an easier way of just kind of cleaning that slate off. So we've got some ideas with that. I don't, we don't have any hardcore prototypes or designs yet, but it's something I think we'll explore in the new year. Cause I, I think that's something that, that isn't, um, that isn't done in, in, you know, with that focus uh, yet in a lot of places. So it might be interesting. So those sound like two different, very different jobs to me, or two different things to me, right? One is like, just, I've got a bunch of stuff. I just want to have a smaller list of things for today or for now, right? Yep. And then there's like, I was messing around with this thing. Now I'm ready to go. Totally like, different jobs, yep. Okay. Got it. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were thinking of those were the same thing, but okay. no, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a marriage, but it was just a very. It's a very. It, it's it's a it's a it's a similar thing of. Um, it, it just it just tickles my mind when we brought that up yesterday. That that is also something people go through about having having a a bulk of stuff they kind of just don't want in view anymore. Somehow they want to like do something with it. And it's, it's different than just kind of creating bulk operations, but there's like a, like you're saying, like there's a job to be done. That isn't just like, let me just delete stuff in bulk. There's like, there's, there's meaning there. There's, there's like, we talked about yesterday, there's cleaning a slate. There's like, Oh, I was playing and I want to start over. Or like, this is like, I have a lot of stuff, but I really want to focus. Um, 
it's it just it's just an interesting kind of kind of job that that I think we we don't we don't haven't haven't done well yet in high rise. That that could be an interesting place to play. Yeah, I think we have to do some work with that in Basecamp too. So in Basecamp, we have a, a really nice screen called My Assignments. We also have a screen called Things I've Assigned to Others. So sometimes you just want to see like all the stuff I've put on other people's plates, right? Um, and the things you want to see yourself uh, for us on you. But we don't really let you manipulate the stuff for you screen. Um, and this is actually a design. We, I, I pitched this design really early on, and and as you know, as things tend to happen sometimes, like. You, you tend to fall back on what you what's familiar, which always frustrates me. But that's just the the, the way product development goes sometimes. But um, um, I, I've wanted to just add stuff to my own plate in Basecamp and not have to think about where it goes. It doesn't belong anywhere else. It just belongs here. This is just more stuff I need to do. And then I want to be able to say like, here are the things. I want to be able to reorder that list for me because it's mine. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about this design. About um, I've got some sketches for it about like these different groupings of, of things. It's like, like this, the now grouping, which I'm just like gonna throw the stuff at the top. Um, and there's like a, a line below it. And it's like later, it's like now and later, basically, it's really what you want to do. And you yep. can move between the two things and you can add stuff to your now or add stuff to your later. It's that's really what it comes down to. It's like, what, what's the shit I got to focus on now? Uh, or what do I want to focus on now? And maybe now in your mind might mean this week or might mean today or might be the next hour. It's up to you, but it's just like now and later. Yeah, exactly. Two categories of things I want to start. So that's a design I'd like to, I'd like to improve on in Basecamp, definitely. Um, yeah, that's funny. Before I was working on Draft, Draft actually came out of a code base where I had was fooling with to-do lists in just kind of what you were just saying. Like it, was, it would automatically force you to think about your to-dos as now, soon, and later. Um, and that was it. Like you couldn't, you know, though you were given those lists and you could assign whatever meaning you wanted to now, soon or later, yeah. um, but it forced you into like this, 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 um, these buckets. And it was, it was an interesting concept. It, it, I didn't, I didn't take it far enough to really kind of make it have any kind of mass potential. Um, but it was interesting. It was just an interesting experiment. We kind of have a little bit, bit of that in high rise with the tasks. It's like the way they're grouped this week. I forget what exactly. It was. Today, this week, next week. Today, tomorrow, this week, next week, and later. Yeah. That's how – we. I remember spending a lot of time figuring out the, the right groupings there. But I think simplifying it to just like now and later would be enough even. But anyway, um, uh, cool. That's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a cool little aside. Yeah. Um, and so you were talking about product demos. You had mentioned yeah. There's um, two things I want to talk about. I want to talk about you, that what you were doing in New York. I mean, were you doing some product demos there, or this is just yeah, yeah. I was in New York last week, and I was um, I was speaking at the Next Web, which is a conference out there. But I, I made spent the whole week out there catching up with some friends, and then doing some some live Basecamp three demos for a few different companies. Um, and it was a really interesting experience. Um, it made me realize that spending time on live product demos uh, may be the best possible investment you can make because it's not just about um, showing someone or selling someone on what your product is. It's about hearing back from them, their struggles and the things they don't know how to do. So like I might show someone something I'm like, here's how, you know, in base camp you would whatever, or like I, I might, I might like, for example, one example was I would I'd walk people through a series of base camps that we we use here at Basecamp, and like here's how we use it for this, here's how we use it for that, and the questions I would get back are always so fundamental. It's like, well, 
how'd you decide to make that like that list or how, how'd you know what to how'd you know how to break the work up or, or like um when did you know that you should make two base camps instead of one like it's all the basic 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 really close to the surface stuff that um that's really easy to glaze over when you're trying to de describe the product like I'm trying to show the product, like I'm trying to show all the things you can do. And they're more like, whoa, why'd you do it like that? And it's not even about the product, it's about the structure. It's about helping people break these things down in their head to understand how to translate that into the product, into the software and stuff. Anyway, getting a little bit esoteric about this, but the thing that made me realize was that, that those insights um, are not the, th those insights are reactions. And reactions are different than um, than like asking people to just share stuff with you. Like, how do you feel about the product? A reaction is a very different thing because you show them something and then you get to learn about how they react to it, how they take it, how they comprehend it. And that I'm finding is a very subtle but incredibly important difference in terms of really understanding the things people are going through in their head when they look at your product. And so – one of the things I'm putting together right now, I'm thinking through, I've been talking to someone else here at the office about it, is um, putting together a small little um, team um, that in 2016, all we do is give incredible, is give product demos in person in Chicago to begin with having uh, live demos of Basecamp in our office every Thursday at two o'clock or something for two hours, uh, invite people to come, um, new customers, existing customers, anyone, um, and give these demos over and over and over and over every single week, have this standing thing that we do. This is something that we do. And then at that point, like if it's a new customer, we can talk to them about what maybe what kind of package might be good for them. Perhaps it turns into a sales thing. Perhaps it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. This is very much about doing things that don't scale because I could spend two hours with a customer spending my time and someone else's time and they could sign up for a $29 package. Um, yep. And technically there's no way to possibly justify that, but I don't care. Like I want to, I want to just expose people to the product. I want to hear back from them. And the goal is like, can I create, through this, can I create a depth of knowledge about uh, customers' reactions to our products that would never get any other way? Can I also create a little army of super users? Like, there's this idea that people, and we have lots of these Basecamp super users, people who are just Basecamp fanatics, right? But they, that just happened on its own. Can I create more of them? Can I, can I actually go out and, and create these people? can we create a place like a base camp Academy almost where people can come and in two hours or an hour, I can make them a real, really, really, really proficient in the product yeah. in a yeah. way that they'll see it and use it in ways they never thought they could before. Like, can I create that core? Um, anyway, there's a lot of ideas floating around in my head around this, but I think it's about the power of demos is not always, we always think about the demo example being like, I want to sell someone something. Right. But it's really like, what can I learn? What kind of reactions can I spot? And, and what are the subtleties that I pick up that I would never pick up any other way? I'm starting to see how valuable that is. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It's, yeah, I don't, that's a really interesting insight, especially coming from someone in the comments. Sean mentioned user testing as a poor man's version of those demos. I feel like that's not 
that's not the point. Like right. when you're doing user testing, you're watching someone else use your product, maybe stuff they bump into, but they're not gonna have those insights that looking at you use the product. Like that's not what you're getting from it. It's a totally different thing you're getting when someone's watching you use it and, and asking you questions like, how did you even do that? I don't understand this. That's not the thing you're gonna see when they're just kind of like futzing with, with a feature or when you're watching over their shoulder. Whoa, because I, I heard this. Like, wait, 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 wait. Why did you do that? Yeah, and that's different than someone going like, I don't understand how to use this f piece of functionality. Which is, and by the way, that's valuable too. Yep, like all valuable. But but I'm trying to get at something deeper, which is like, what the the whoa whoa whoa, what's that? Like, if you ever watch someone use Photoshop, for example, someone who you 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 who's like a really good Photoshop user or a good like, for example, I'm really good at Photoshop. I'm really terrible at Illustrator. And sometimes I'll watch someone here use Illustrator. I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. How, how'd, you, how'd you mirror those? In? How'd you do that? And then, like, I wouldn't have even thought to mirror, like, to do that technique because I didn't even know that was possible. And so if I don't know it's possible, I don't even necessarily think about it. But when I see someone do it, I'm like, oh, I want to know how to do that. And that's a very – that's a reaction. And, and that's the kind of stuff I'm spotting in these demos that is extremely valuable um, because – it's valuable for them and for me. It's valuable for them because I can I can then explain something and then go, oh, I never thought about that before. Now I know how to do that, or now I know why I might do that. And for me, it's like, wow, that how can I make that more obvious? Because the like the it, it I, I'm taking for granted the fact that I understand what I'm doing. You yeah. know, but if I'm new to something, I might not understand that. So I got to really break that down and get back to like. What's it like to see something for the first time? And so anyway, um, like here, for example, at, at Basecamp, we take for granted this this idea that like we we create separate Basecamps for individual features that we're working on inside Basecamp. So if we're working on a, a some new um, uh, stuff for the client side feature, like we'll we'll create a whole separate Basecamp just for that work. Now, someone might instead. Like they might not even think that they might think that's overkill for that, but I would like to show them why it's not and why it's actually a really perfect fit. But they, so I would do that and they'd be like, "Whoa, why? Why'd you make a new base camp for that?" And I'm like, "Well, you don't have to, but here's why I would do that, or here's why I wouldn't do that." And you start to get in these really good discussions, and then I'm thinking to myself, "How can I make that more obvious in the product? How can I help people understand when to do something, not what they can do, but when? When can you do something?" So I think I think when is a really important piece of this this game that software developers don't think enough about they think about the what a lot what can you do what's possible but timing plays a big part in it as well so i want to just get that i want to get i want to have more of those experiences because i feel like those are going to lead to really good insights um and uh, anyway there's a variety of other reasons i want to do this but i i repeat myself so i'll stop here but no it's good i like it i mean you've got me jazz more on this doing these more now too yeah, the point was just like, man, um, I'm learning something. I, I have not found out any other way to learn, and I'm learning it now. And not only am I learning it, but they're learning something. Like, this is the best way to spend an hour. Like, I can't think of a better way to spend an hour than to spend an hour with, let's call it a dozen people, a dozen potential customers, existing customers, whatever, me in front of them, walking them through the product and, and answering to their and listening for their reactions and helping them through things and helping them through the when. And each of the people in the audience, not only it's not a one on one thing, it's like everyone gets to learn from each other's questions. And it's like this super good moment. And they can go back to their offices and be like, 
hey guys, I learned something new about basic. We've been doing this not wrong, but like we could do it a lot better and here's how I would do it. And then, you know, spread that out there. So I think like a, a, a weekly live open demo of, of high rise would be killer too, you know? And like eventually the, the goal is like to do this in a personal way to start and then eventually like spread out and be able to do this via Skype and like franchise it to different cities and the whole thing. But um, the, the thing is more like a lab to begin with. Like, can we, can we do this regularly? Um, and what can we learn from it? So, yeah, I like it a lot. All right. Yeah. You've got me looking at this with some fresh eyes now. Interesting. Um, I'm just looking at these questions that some of them we kind of answered. Um, so one of the things is I don't, this is a, this is a little feature request for Sean here. Um, I don't know how to not answer a question. Like I've got this list of questions and the only button is answer question. I'd like to like clear it out of the queue. And Sean, I still got this bug, man. I can't scroll. I can't scroll the questions as the co-host. I see the questions, but there's no scroll bar. I only see about two and a half questions. Here, let me just clear it for you out by answering a few. Um, the demo would be for anybody. So um, this is not a sales moment. Um, it's not like new prospective customers. It's it's anybody who uses Basecamp, who doesn't use Basecamp, who'd never heard of it, but someone else told them about it. Anyone who wants to show up and learn about the product and see how we use it, how they can use it better, and who wants to share feedback with us. It, it, it's it's not about trying to like sign people up at the door when they leave sort of thing. So that that's the initial thought. Um, and uh, oh, can I get can I get this question? Do you want or do you want to get some more of these? There's that question from yesterday from Peter. Oh, so they're not. I mean, there's no. Um, hey, I didn't know about this. Hang on. Basecamp got number one on the Bloomberg report. I don't know what that is. Is there a link? ESPN True Hoop TV. <laughs> I speak. Who am I speaking to? Who's True Hoop TV? <laughs> Um, I, I don't know what that is, so I'd love to. I'd love to see that. If there's a link or something, or if if there's not a link, if you can email me at jason at basecamp dot com, I could probably maybe search for it too. But if you happen to have some resource on that, let me know. Um, yeah, uh, Nathan, I don't think we have a question. That question's not sticking around, right? But he but had. Do you know yeah, what the from yesterday. Is? From yesterday, Peter. I think it was Peter Marcano who's in here today. He uh, let me pull this up again. So he yesterday he asked. Um, he has something about interjecting myself more in a high rise. I didn't really know quite what he meant by that, but he had emailed me later yesterday and he asked, um, he asked, um, he talks about, I remember reading a chapter in 37 signals rework, uh, decommoditizing your product. And he, t and the chapter t talks about pouring, not injecting yourself in your products to make them truly unique. I just remember being blown away with, with, uh, the feature list that I had in draft, I have in draft. It was then, Every other feature, it, it was, it was, I think he's trying to say, it was, it was unlike every other feature list I've seen. I've never been compelled to read a fe feature list before. Um, from a glance, high rise still feels very 37 signals E, which isn't a bad thing, but it isn't you. I was wondering if you planned any more changes in high rise that would make the product feel more like yours, for lack of a better term, logo change, copywriting, something different that you'd like or wish you could do. Um, I, there's a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that you and I have talked about on the show before. I think that that is is interesting here, and like one of them is um, draft is very different than high rise, and the fact that draft is just one person making this uh, high rise isn't just me. And if it, it so I I I won 
I have to be careful about making it just this like ego driven thing. Um, you know, we've talked, there's a really great book that Jason's mentioned on the show before called turn the ship around, um, about a guy who, uh, was running the ship called Santa Fe and it was this terrible ship and he had, had to try to democratize kind of leadership, uh, and to create this like leader, leader kind of, um, environment in which he turned his employees is 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 his navy the people in his charge into leaders and elon musk is another great comment about this in which he was working for his first company it was called like zip to it or something and he elon musk is a kind of an abrasive personality it sounds like and he and he's a very smart dude but he would correct people all the time at his old company he would he would you know, rewrite their software if you didn't like it, you know, and he's the CEO and he's got these employees, but if you would just rewrite it and not tell them it, and it would work better. But once he did that, he realized he just made an unproductive employee. So it's like, you have to be very careful about, you know, how you, you know, as, as a leader, I think in like interject yourself and your personality on top of everybody else's stuff. So that's something I, I want to be very careful of. I don't want to mimic what I do with draft, which is a very personal product into everything that happens at high rise, because there's a whole team of people working on stuff. Um, I, you know, I don't want this to come out as the, as, as, as like the Nathan show for high rise. So that's one thing, maybe you don't, you know, it, it, why reading a feature list in high rise right now reads a little bit different than say draft. Um, but along those lines, like I, I, we are, I think, interjecting a lot more personality into like what Highrise is trying to do. For example, the feature announce announcements that I send out monthly. There's pictures of my daughter at the top of them and her Halloween costume and stuff like that. So I, I do want to breathe more personality into the things that we're doing um, and make them a little bit weirder than stuff you might see elsewhere. You know, I, I'm a big fan of weird. I think like a guy like Tony Horton, the guy who does P90X, I think those things are, you know, Beachbody. I think he is successful because he's so different and weird compared to other personal trainers that you might see on television. The guy is just, he's, he's just like himself. Um, and there's something about being yourself and being different that like really, I think surprises people. And so I'm, I'm where we are. We're, do, I think we're doing a lot of that. And I think we'll be doing a lot more of that at high rise. I, I love that about uh, your newsletter. I think that's, that's awesome. We did that. We did try to do something similar. I think I may have mentioned this on a previous show where we, we have, um, we used to write this newsletter, like the company would write the newsletter and companies don't write newsletters. Companies cannot write newsletters. Companies cannot write. Companies cannot speak. Companies yeah. don't have a heartbeat. Companies don't have a brain. So somebody at the company does it. And um, so we basically said, like, this is Andrea's thing, and Andrea um, can write that. And so she should sign it as Andrea. Like, make it a person writing it. and Give it a personality, and the personality is hers. And so she writes a newsletter, and she signs it as Andrea. And so I think that, that that's a minor version, but I think your, your version's – even more personal, which is like, here's my daughter, right? Here's a picture of my daughter or the dog or whatever we have going on. Yep. Um, and, and I think people, you know, people can relate to that in their own lives and they appreciate that. And it reminds them that there's people behind the scenes here. It's not just a company. There's people with family and you're working for them. Um, and uh, I think it's a really good move. Thank you. Um, Let's see. Do you want to talk about metrics? I don't have a good answer for that. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, how do you make sure that you know about the company metrics? I've got a couple of thoughts on this. They're, there's, they're a little, maybe not, not as concrete as, as some of my other thoughts, but like one daily basis is a weird one, right? Like 
I pay attention to metrics on a daily basis, and I'm not even sure that's all that healthy for me. I mean, things change so drastically on some days, and it's like I'm not I'm not sure daily granularity is actually even all that useful. So I am, and it, but I'm exposed to it, right? I mean, there's 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 tools that we have right now looking at things like the financials of high rise, and I and I look at them daily, and it's just like. Do I really get anything knowing what happened today versus maybe a, a week or a month, which which kind of rounds out or, or you know kind of I don't know what normalizes some of the weird things that can happen? You know, like what if what if today uh, you know uh, Apple has an announcement and everybody's paying attention to Apple's announcement versus signing up for stuff on the internet? I mean, does it does it really matter what happens today versus maybe what happened this month? I don't know. Daily metrics scare me a little bit. I, I feel like it, it might it might be a little too narrow minded, um, and 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 it, and, it, and it forces knee jerk reactions. Like, oh my god, things are bad today, or even even this week, things are bad this week. What do we need to do? And it's just like really like, do we need to do anything? Maybe just calm down. Let's maybe maybe it was nothing. I mean, granted, I I look at them still, and and I try to use them to kind of fuel decisions we make but so i'm hesitant to d display daily numbers to like the entire company the entire team um other but other than that a little bit more concretely like we do have metrics that the whole team can use we use a neat tool called heap um i'm a really fan i'm a big fan of heap it's, you can go to heapanalytics.com and it's a really neat analytics tool in which you can kind of just turn it on and it just measures a bunch of stuff in your app and you define later what's important. So it's measuring, like, it's just capturing, like, what people are clicking on and looking at. But, like, we don't know what we really care about right now. Later on, we might be like, oh, man, how many people were clicking that and then went to this? We can then define it later, and all the data is there already. Um, like, we didn't, you know, a lot of tools are like, oh, you have to, like, think about this beforehand and instrument things. Like, oh, when somebody clicks something, you need some JavaScript to go call some API. This is all like done for you before you realize it's even important. It's a really neat tool. I, I suggest you people take a look at it. it. It solves some headaches and it's a really neat way of, of kind of also maybe getting the team looking at different stuff and maybe different things that are important to one aspect of your team versus another aspect of your team. Um, that's that's something we use. That's awesome. I've never actually heard of that app and uh, I think it's a really cool idea. They advertise themselves as retroactive analytics, which is you know such a cool way to think about it. Um, yeah, I, lo I love that. Um, I might look at that. Because I think a it's a, a pain point of a lot of people using things like Google Analytics or whatever, where they're like, oh, man, I want to measure this thing, but now I have to define a conversion goal or whatever it is in Google Analytics. Yeah. But it only starts tracking information as soon as you set it up. But like with Heap, it's like it's always tracking this in like a big bucket. And only later do you define like, oh, I want that thing in the bucket now has this meaning to me. Let me see the numbers there. Yeah, we have an internal data tool we built called Dash. Um, and it's interesting because um, we have tons of statistics and data all over the place. Um, I still have a hard time absorbing information that way. Uh, part of it is pure interface design about like how should the data be presented. Part of it is what's actually worth looking at. Um, you know, there's a variety of things uh, that, that, are, that are challenging around around data. Um, I totally agree with you though on daily analytics. I think it's similar to people looking at stock prices on a daily basis. It's a terrible idea. 
um, to look at stock price on a daily basis. Now, that may not be the same thing, but the spirit of it is is that you want to look for long. You want to look at long term trends. Um, you you want to you want to see like if if you're unless you're a day trader, right? But like none of us should probably be day traders. Um, so like you know, looking at a stock price every few weeks is fine, right? Um, now looking at your sales numbers every few weeks that might be fine too. Maybe you do want to look at them every day because you're curious. But like if you see dips, you know, after two days, you start to freak out like that creates anxiety. And you got to think about what does that actually mean? So I'm always wondering about like data out of context is is dangerous, um, uh, though. I think that sometimes it can just be purely used as a as a as a booster of morale and interest and curiosity. So there's lots of different reasons for it. Um, we don't have a we don't like have a, a big TV in our office mostly because we don't have an office where everyone is. Um, but I was just actually at um, at Meetup's offices um, in New York last week, and they've got a, a couple really cool screens up, like um, Meetups that were started today, uh, Meetups that are happening today. And these aren't these aren't data points as much as they're people, faces, experiences. They're that versus like. 222 meetups started today, which is in and, and the day before was 325. So like, is there something wrong versus just like, um, these are the people who are meeting up today. These are the topics that are being, that are, that, that were started today. These are, you know, new people that have joined today. It's about the people and the experiences and the places. And I thought that was a really neat way to sort of take the numbers out of the data, but present data, um, which is like a different approach. So anyway. I, I do think, to be honest, I think that we're we're not very good at. We still don't know. We've looked at this before. We still don't really know what numbers to watch, actually. Um, and we're, we're. It's like a little bit embarrassing saying that, um, but we're still trying to find that like magic. Maybe there's no magic, and maybe that's why you can't find it. But like the the certain stats that if these three things line up good things will happen for this particular account or this particular customer. We're just not, we haven't quite wrapped our head around what those things are yet. We've, we've looked at a bunch of things, but we haven't really nailed it. So yeah. that's something I want to, I mean, I know like our long-term value per customer. I know like our average ticket price. I know like the ratio of, um, you know, we, we have, we have three, three paying plans now for Basecamp three. I know this one's 60%, this one's 40%, that sort of thing. Like I know that I know which one contributes to more, like I know that stuff, but that doesn't change on a daily basis. So anyway, I've sort of rambled, but no, no. Yeah. And yeah, there, there's another thing we've been doing too, which is like, I, I'm a real big, I, I mean, I'm very interested in this concept that I think you've probably seen too before about like Facebook and Twitter that they had these aha moments where like, you know, Facebook, I don't know. I, I'm making the numbers up, but it was like, t once you, once you had 10 friends, you were like committed to using the product or something like that. That interests me a little bit. Like, yeah. So I've been looking a little bit about about using data in high rise. Like, you know, what is that number? What is the thing that people use that kind of maybe gets things to click for them? And it's one of those things, though. You you have to be careful. Like, is it a correlation or is there a causation? Like, are they just really interested in the product? That's because that's why they created ten friends, or is it be, the act of creating ten friends that got them interested in the product? So, like, yeah. I've, I've been looking at that. And in the new year, hopefully, we can start fooling around with that a little bit because we have some. Uh, there's some leads that we have like, oh, they do this thing these many times and they seem to stick with the product the longest. Um, 
maybe we should encourage them doing that more. I don't know. That's that's so the, that's actually a very interesting metric to me that I'd like to explore more that we're not embracing enough yet, but maybe we will more soon. Yep. Cool. Um, I don't know. I think that's probably looks like we're gone long even. Cool. So, um, awesome. Well, there's some leftover questions. Maybe we can get some of these next time, but, um, Thank you. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Hope this was a useful one. We're back. So we'll do one tomorrow, and then we'll probably take Thursday off for the holiday and probably Friday, too, I'm assuming. And then we'll get back on Monday. Yeah. I'm You know, I'm going to be around to fool around online Friday if you want to, but yeah, we'll take a vacation. Take, take it off. I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't care. Like, hit me up, and maybe we'll do one. It's a matter of, like, is anyone even going to be around sort of thing, but we'll see. But we'll definitely do one tomorrow again. And um, again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, every time there's a new video posted, we will or you will find out. Supposedly, that's how it works. If you guys are some people I know are leaving early for for Thanksgiving holiday, so if you are, have a great Thanksgiving with your family or whoever you're going to 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 be with. And uh, we'll talk uh, to some of you tomorrow and the rest of you uh, next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you for watching. Later. Bye. <laughs>